Raiders fans. You can be here for live NFL action all season long. As the official ticket marketplace of the Las Vegas Raiders in the NFL, Ticketmaster is a wide selection of tickets so you never miss a single play. Whether you're cheering on the Raiders at home or away, find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Raiders. Feel the pulse of the city. Feel the beat of the drum. Feel the bass. Blow your hair. In Las Vegas, live music delivers much more than sound. It's where music comes alive. With artists like Megan Thee Stallion, Maroon 5, Carrie Underwood, Shania Twain, Babyface, Lionel Richie, and many more. Every show is a playground for your senses. See the full summer lineup at visitlasvegas.com. You're listening to Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal here back at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. And thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out with us for another episode of Upon Further Review, brought to you by our pals at Coors Light. And man, it feels like we just came out of week zero of college football, right? You get a little tasty, a little get get a little tease of what is to come, really starting tonight as we record this on a Thursday afternoon. Well, it feels like we're in week zero for the NFL right now. Uh, the silver and black on the practice field today is Thursday, so they are on the practice field today and yesterday. And then enjoying a nice long weekend off before we really get to action uh, next week with all eyes officially on the Denver Broncos. But man, we're feeling good about today. We are energized. The The enthusiasm is bursting at the seams in this building. Uh, and in just a few minutes, so the big news of this week, obviously, and we'll get to a little bit more uh, later, later down the road, but the big news of this week is that Josh Jacobs is back. He has returned. He's in the building. He looks great. He's doing his thing. He's got a new number, by the way. He's rocking number eight. But all the same, the league leading in excuse me the league leader in rushing is back here at the Intermount Health Performance Center doing his thing and we were thinking about this week who do the people want to hear from what's important to the fan base right now as we get ready to week, get ready for week 1 of the Denver Broncos it's Josh Jacobs so Josh talked to the media for the first time yesterday uh, here at the facility and you know what we're going to do we're just going to replay that in a little bit because it was so good. It was so good to hear from uh, from number eight. It's going to have to get used to saying that. It was so good to hear from number eight that we said, you know what? We're going to bring it back. We're going to have him do it again here on uh, here on Upon Further Review. So stick around for that. I encourage all of you guys to head on over to Raiders.com to check out all the Josh Jacobs content and really all the content that we have surrounding the roster reductions, et cetera, et cetera, as I said, as we now finally mercifully Look ahead to week one and the regular season. But before we get into JJ's return, before we get into the state of the roster, before we get into all things Denver and all things regular season playing real meaningful football games, we begin, as we must, with our transactions brought to you by Shift 4 Payments. So uh, I'm going to do it this way. Yes, the Raiders have made a plethora of transactions over the past 48 hours, 72 hours. Jesse Merrick and I broke down the Raiders' initial 53-man roster on the Raiders Training Camp podcast earlier this week. So I encourage you guys, listen to that. If you want to do all things roster reductions, if you want to talk about who made the roster, who didn't make the roster, et cetera, et cetera, head on over there. It should be on this very pod feed for you and get a little smarter and hang out with Jesse and I. But since that happened, since we record that episode, the Raiders have announced the practice squad. That is obviously the big transaction uh, for the past couple days. And so the Raiders have added, as we record, 14 members of the practice squad, and I'm just going to go in alphabetical order, make it nice and easy for you. So, as of now, always put that in big, bold letters, 
These are the 14 members of your Las Vegas Raiders practice squad. David Agoha, Matthew Butler, more on him in a minute, McClendon Curtis, Cole Fotheringham, Jadon Grant, Tyler Hall, Kane Mauga, Sincere McCormick, Natani Muti, Isaac Rochelle, <clears throat> excuse me, Devin Ross, John Samuel Shanker, Sam Webb, and Antoine Wesley. You're 14 members of the Raiders practice squad with a little room to spare on the back end there. So when we look at this 14, the initial 14, what stands out to me? Well, we have some familiar faces back in the mix. Matthew Butler, uh, who the Raiders parted ways with very momentarily earlier this week, back on the practice squad. And I'm really, incur- I'm really curious, I should say, to see what Mr. Butler does with this opportunity, right? Certainly, I would imagine a, a kind of humbling 48, 72 hours for him, but all the same, remains in silver and black, albeit not on the active roster, but on the practice squad with the chance to develop, with the chance to hone his craft, with the chance to learn from some of these really, really good Raiders defensive linemen. I'm looking at Jerry Tillery. I'm looking at Bilal Nichols. I'm looking at Max Crosby, Chandler Jones on the outside, right? If you're Matthew Butler, a dude who is still so young in this league, uh, a guy who... You know, I think we can all, uh, it's fair to say, maybe expected a little bit more from last year, but now he has a chance to come back, kind of reset, kind of, I don't want to say be in the shadows, but be less in the spotlight and really focus on his game and focus on what's going to make him great going forward. So Matthew Butler back on the practice squad. Uh, Cole Fotheringham back on the practice squad. McClendon Curtis, a guy that we thought had a really good shot of making the initial 53 back on the practice squad. Uh, Sam Webb, uh, Sincere McCormick, Natani Muti, a guy that a lot of us, myself included, thought was going to make that first 53-man roster uh, back on the practice squad. But really the one to me that I, I just want to draw a little bit of attention to, and like, let's be fair, right? These are guys that, you know, come game day are not going to be elevated right there. The practice squad, not the game squad. But I, I think we see it every single year, and we've seen it from the Raiders time and time again, is the importance of that practice squad, the importance of having depth at that position group, the importance of having guys that you can trust, whether it's week six, week eight, week 12, whatever it is, to come up and contribute to your team. Because the NFL, and it's, it's the sad reality, guys are going to get hurt. No one wants to see it. But guys are going to get hurt. So where can you pull from? How can you get guys that are coming and contribute? And how can you keep them in your building? Well, you put them on the practice squad. So for me, when I go through this initial 14, the one that really sticks out to me, outside of some of the familiar names that we've grown to see over the past six or so months, is Antoine Wesley. Antoine Wesley, uh, coming out of Texas Tech, a 6'4", 206-pound receiver. Now, Jesse Merrick and I talked about this a lot that when we were building out our wide receiver room, the Raiders have a really good wide receiver room. They certainly do. There's no debating that. From Devontae Adams to Hunter Renfro to Jacoby Myers, uh, you know, you look at that big three, you look at DeAndre Carter now contributing, uh, you look at, at Christian Wilkerson, a guy who makes that initial roster. But the one thing that, I don't want to say you're lacking, but the one thing that you don't have on paper, keyword, on paper, is that big-bodied, red zone, go get, the, go get the football, big fella, throw him the fade in the back of the end zone and see what happens. I'm bigger, stronger, taller, faster than the DB against me. Well, now you have that in Antoine Wesley. 6'4", 206. That's a big man. That is a big, big man. We saw him at practice yesterday. That's a big dude. That's a big, long dude, big, strong dude. Uh, Obviously, certainly not done in his progression, not done in his development. That's why he's on the practice squad. But I think it adds a nice wrinkle to the depth in this Raiders wide receiver room. And I am willing, I'd say it every year, you are going to dive in and dip into your practice squad. You need those guys to come in and contribute. 
And so what, whether Antoine's number is called week one or sometime in you know November, December, whenever it is, the fact that Mick Lombardi and Josh McDaniels now have that big-bodied, prototypical wide receiver kind of in the wings, waiting, growing, maturing, preparing for his moment, I think is a good sign for this, uh, for this Raiders team. And let's be honest, right? You got Devontae Adams in that room. Devontae all everything, right? Devontae, one of the best route runners in the NFL, one of the best catchers of the football in the NFL, one of the most uh, extreme tacticians in the NFL, one of the smartest wide receivers. Like, he's everything. So, you know, Devontae Adams gives you a lot of options, gives you a lot of, the, a lot of ability and a lot of creativity. Uh, and just because he isn't the biggest dude in the world, just because he isn't the fastest dude in the world, I mean, this dude's going to, you know, He's made himself a lot of money. He's caught a lot of touchdowns in the NFL, being the best at what he does. So uh, no need to really uh, to overanalyze any of the practice squad guys, but I do think it's important to kind of recognize it, you know, recognize them, acknowledge them, and, and really just be honest and say, hey, my, the, the smart people say that we are going to con- have these guys contribute this year. It's going to happen. We see it every single year. So keep an eye on those guys. And honestly, man, keep an eye on, uh, on any additions to the P-Squad coming in the, or excuse me, in the coming days. So where are we, though, in the schedule? Before we get to our, our conversation with Josh Jacobs, where are we in the schedule? Well, as I said, as we record this on a Thursday, Raiders on the practice field today. They're on the practice field yesterday. Uh, getting ready now for week one. And this is such a unique period in the schedule. We're going to have a full weekend this weekend, which is awesome. Our last full weekend, really until the bye week, but we're going to have a last full weekend to go outside, enjoy the weather, get all our errands done, because when we get back here next week, just like the silver and black, when we get back, it's go time. It's put your seatbelt on, it's put your blinders on, and we'll see you in February, right? That's the goal. That's the goal. Play a lot of good football, play a lot of competitive football, play a lot of exciting games, see where the chips stack at the end of the regular season, and hopefully you earn a spot in that postseason tournament. But like I said at the top, it really does feel like kind of that week zero feel. We're getting closer. It's practically there, but we are not quite there yet. But all the same, energy is high, enthusiasm is there, and we are ready to rock. And another guy who is ready to rock, our guy Josh Jacobs, like I said, back in the building this week, uh, officially signed his contract on August 26th. And it is good to see him in the building, man. I mean, you can feel the energy around this team with his addition or his re-addition, however you want to phrase it. But it's good to have the, one of the best running backs in the NFL back in this building. And now we talk about it a lot. You can see this offense, what it can be, what it is capable of. Ooh, man, there are a lot of a lot of weapons on this team. A lot, a lot of weapons, uh, beginning with Jimmy G and Devontae and Hunter, Michael Mayer, Austin Hooper, man. And now you throw Josh Jacobs back in the mix, carrying the rock, setting the tone at the line of scrimmage. It's going to be fun, man. And I cannot wait until December, excuse me, not December, September 10th against the, uh, against the, the Denver Broncos out there in Colorado. But told you at the top, you're getting some JJ time on the pod this week. And uh, here it is, man. Our, his first media availability since... Gosh, it must have been the end of last season. So the first time we've heard from Josh since January? Yeah, I think so. Regardless, it's been a hot minute, but man, it is good to have him back in the mix. So enjoy the introductory, or I wouldn't say the introductory, let's call it the first press conference of 2023 for Raiders running back Josh Jacobs. Raiders fans, you can be here for live NFL action all season long. As the official ticket marketplace of the Las Vegas Raiders in the NFL, Ticketmaster is a wide selection of tickets so you never miss a single play. Whether you're cheering on the Raiders at home or away, find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com Raiders. 
Josh. Uh, first, I just wanted to ask, obviously, with the new rule changes, you decided to switch to number eight with the jersey expansion. You know, how much meaning does the number eight have to you since you have worn it, you know, since you, your childhood? And how cool will it be for you to be back in that number? Yeah, man. I mean, obviously, I, I wanted to get it uh, last year, but uh, they wanted to charge me 3.5 for it. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Um, but, man, I mean, just all my life, that's the number, you know, I've always worn. Um, you know, it's just the number I feel like it bring out something different in me. Um, you know, even in college, I feel like I took that leap in that number. So. I mean, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to you know see what I could do with it and um you know try to try to make it a staple. Out of curiosity, is there any like special attachment as to why you chose eight even back then? Honestly, uh, not really, man. I mean, just growing up, that was always just a number that I feel like just always caught my eye. Um, I remember like when I was in little league, I had got my jersey stole. <laughs> And I had, had like a like a 30 number and I was like, man, nah, like I don't know, just something that eight just make me feel like, you know, a superhero for real. Hey Josh, obviously this this offseason was your first time as a player, you know, being in a position to negotiate um your contract. Um just from your vantage point, how do you feel like that process went and ultimately why did you decide to come back here with the Raiders? Um, I think I mean I think it, it, it went pretty good. I mean, uh for both parties, honestly. Um, you know, one of the hardest things in football to do, man, is is watch, you know what I'm saying? Or well, at least for for a guy like me. Um and so I, I was I was itching to get back, man. So just to be able to come and, you know, make it make sense for for both parties, um, it was it was definitely huge. Uh, Josh, uh Derek Henry uh helped put you know, that that uh, uh running back group text. Just how how did he guide you along in the process and just as a as a fellow running back, what do you take away just from his his uh, running skills too? Uh, I mean, I don't feel like he really guided me, uh, just to be honest. Um, you know, I kind of already had my, you know, understanding of, of what it is and, and what it wasn't and how everything was going. Um, but I also understood uh, my value. Um, and that was just the, the main thing for me was just sticking to, you know, believing in myself and, and things like that. Um, but man, just Derek, man, just since the day I met him, you know, even in college when he used to come back and, and train. Um, and, you know, you hear all these stories about him at Bama, you know, after having big games, he used to go in and, you know, squat and stuff after the games and stuff like that. Like, he always just, you know, was a, was a different breed of, uh, of a player. And um, just to see how he is now, man, still, you know, sustaining his success and, um, you know, going out there and, you know, being a guy really for his team uh, for this long. I mean, it's just, it's just something that, you know, I want to do, you know, here with the Raiders, just to be able to be the guy and um, sustain it for a long period of time. Uh, Josh, what what do you think was the most difficult time uh, for you being away? Was it just being away on a daily basis from the team, or what 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 hurt the most in terms of being difficult of staying away? Uh, really, man. Honestly, if I'm, if I'm to be honest, man, I don't think staying away was like only thing that's bad. Obviously, is you want to you want to grind with your guys, you know, especially knowing that it's a lot of new guys coming in. You know, you want the guys to you know uh, know who you are and um, respect what you do, respect your work. Um, and that was just the biggest thing, you know, uh, not being able to have that camaraderie. Um, but I wouldn't say they were just all negative, you know, uh, being at home allowed me to, you know, spend a lot more time with my kids and, um, you know, help my dad, you know, uh, do his diet plans and get in shape and things like that. So, I mean, it was pros and cons on both sides. But at the end of the day, you know, I want to play football. I wanted to be here with the guys. And um, so I'm just glad it worked out.
Hey, Josh, you talked about it. You know, you were itching to get back. How did it feel to, to get out there and kind of scratch that itch today? And then, and, and how do yeah. you feel physically in terms of just what, what do you think the plan is for you ramping up and getting ready for that opener? What, how many carries do you want? And how many carries do you think you could you touch as you could get in that opener? No, nah, physically, I ain't miss a step. So yeah. I, I, I can, I definitely can say that. Uh, the biggest thing that for me really was coming back in, um, mentally, you know, just with the playbook and everything with the new plays and all of that, I didn't want to be behind. Um, but when I came in, man, today, I didn't have no errors. So, I mean, I came in today and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. I remember this. Uh, so now it's just about stacking days. So to me, man, I mean, we came up with a, you know, a workout plan to do uh, over the course of why I wasn't here. I mean, when I wasn't here and stuff like that. And um, I mean, I came, I came in and it didn't, it didn't feel like I missed a step. Hey, Josh, yeah, I, I wanted to ask you about how you spent your time away. And then especially I remember last year you uh, credited a, a lot of uh, how well the season went to to your offseason program and kind of switching up some things. Uh, did, did you do it similarly this year, make, make some differences? What was that like? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, ever since last year, I, I, I found out what worked for me last year. Um, so it made this year a lot easier, honestly. Um, you know, I still have a full-time shift and all of that type of things. Um, you know, just like I said, we came up with a workout plan and uh, I just stuck to it. I mean, it was easier too, honestly, because I was just working out at home, you know, with the high school guys uh, back at my old high school and, you know, just being able to mentor them and be around them and, uh, you know, show them how, what it takes, you know what I'm saying, to get to the next level. I think that was just, it was just a fun experience, honestly. Josh, I know you had a, a similar situation last year where you were kind of going into a, a one-year situation and then expecting the inner free agency after. What did you learn from last season just in terms of compartmentalizing and kind of, kind of putting the future aside and just focusing on the present and, and the job at hand? I mean, you hear it all the time, but, like, literally you just bet on yourself, man. I feel like, man, I say it all the time, but I, I truly believe in it. You just come in and, you know, you work and you you do what you're supposed to every day and work every day and everything else will take care of itself, however it play out, you know what I'm saying? So that's just what I believe in. I mean, come in and work every day and everything else will take care of itself. Josh, after a career season for you, one of the best in Raider history, what's coming up for the Encore, man? I mean, it seemed like you had a chip on your shoulder last year. Is it still there for you? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, at the end of the year, I feel like it was a lot that I still left on the field. I know that's kind of hard to say with the, with the year I had, but it was a lot I definitely left on the field. And, I mean, just, just to come back and see, you know, the old line another year in the system and seeing how much of an improvement they have, uh, have made since I came back, man. It's been crazy. It's, it just got me re-excited, honestly. Josh, uh, I think in professional sports, one way or another, you're going to learn that this is a business, right? And uh, players have to go through that all the time. Um, how do you kind of separate, you know, the, the business from from the professional and, and the personal? And you feel like the Raiders did an okay job uh, in making this all kind of about business and understanding that there were no hard feelings or anything like that involved in the negotiations. I mean, shit, we here. It, I mean, I feel like, you know, we made it happen. So it ain't no hard feelings now. I mean, I feel like, like I said, we made it happen. So it's a clean slate with me. It was never like really just like, you know, no hate on each side. I understood it. But at the same time, I understood my value too. So it was just about meeting in the middle. Josh, I know uh, one of the things you've talked about and other running backs have talked about is just the, the position in general and finding better ways to get compensated and compensated fairly and more early in their career. I mean, is that – something that you're still going to work on? And what do you think can possibly be done? Yeah, man, I mean, I understand the position in the market like and, and things like that. But, you know, everybody is – I don't feel like everybody is, is you know, included in that in that category. I mean, I feel like it's five guys that's, like, the guys for their teams and that you got to, like, you know, 
figure it out, figure it out for, you know, both parties. And um, so for me, man, it's just about coming in and, you know, making plays and showing the versatility and showing that what I bring to the team and, um, you know, allowing, allowing the, the community and, you know, the team to see that and just hoping for the best, really. Uh, Josh, we spoke with Zamir and with Brandon. They said that they kept in touch with you, you with them. Uh, but what about the new guys on the team? What have you seen from them? Uh, there's a lot of weapons that uh, the ball is going to be shared with with you and with them. What do you think about them? Yeah, man. So I, I kept in contact with a lot of the guys. Uh, you know, we in group chats and all of them things. So that wasn't that bad. Um, but, you know, seeing a lot of the new guys, uh, even since the draft, you know, I was watching some of the guys even coming out um, from college, just watching their highlights and, you know, watching the preseason games and um, seeing, you know, a lot of these guys come in. They got a lot of talent. And um, I was just like, man, I couldn't wait to get in and, you know, be able to see it for myself, um, be able to see, you know, the work ethic, let them uh, see my work ethic and try to put it together. Last one, Vinny, last question. Josh, I know that that's going to take time, um, you know, uh, but but from afar, where, from your vantage point, seeing some of the moves that the Raiders made, uh, not just offensively, but defensively through yeah. the draft and free agency, um, uh, what did you like about what they did? And, and you know, I, at first glimpse today, uh, uh, did you see some differences uh, between this year and last year? Uh, yeah, man, we got a lot faster. i definitely seen that. Uh, we definitely got a lot faster. Uh, we got a lot of guys that, you know, love the game. Um, and you, we got a lot of guys with, with high IQs. Um, and that's just the first thing I've noticed. Um, I, I think I seen Fs make a play today. I was like, damn, he, he got from one side of the field to the other and, you know, made a play that we thought was a touchdown. So, I mean, just to be able to see that, you know, obviously, you know, Max being uh, the leader that he is on that defense, to see him take a take another leap, I mean, it's, it's just been crazy to me. Uh, it, it's got me really um, excited for the season. Man, it is good to have Josh Jacobs back in the building. It is good to hear that voice. It is good to see him out on the practice field. And as happy as I am, I feel like Raider Nation is probably just as happy, if not more so. Well, I was thinking earlier today, before we get out of here, right? You know, it's put the finishing touches on our week here in the building and putting the finishing touches on our weekly episode of Upon Further Review. I was thinking, you know, we're back in full college football swing, which is, as you guys know, one of my favorite times of the year, arguably my favorite time of the year. And I did, this, uh, I did this a few seasons ago, and I, as I was driving in today uh, into the studio, I was thinking, I think I'm going to bring it back. So I'm going to bring back this year, beginning right now, our Raiders college football matchup of the week. And this week, we got a good one, man. We got Devontae Adams and Aiden O'Connell squaring off in a Fresno State-Purdue throwdown for the ages, man. I uh, like I said, man. I love college football. I love the kind of uh, the competitive uh, chatter that we'll have. I think it's fair to say in the locker room surrounding these games. And also, real quick though, I don't want to say just Devonte Adams, Fresno State Bulldogs. Devonte Adams and Natani Mutis, Fresno State Bulldogs, taking on Aiden O'Connell's Purdue Boilermakers. And I have a feeling, I have a feeling, there's going to be a little little smack talk in that locker room if there hasn't already been so uh, already, man. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, I love college football. It's a great time of the year. And, uh, and I can't wait to kind of watch that game and really the rest of the slate really beginning tonight. So lock in on our last NFL free weekend. And, oh, it sounds so good to say, our last NFL free weekend. Well, on that note, let us crack an ice cold bruchacho. I hope all of you guys will enjoy the holiday weekend. Be safe, be healthy, and all that jazz. And enjoy a few cold ones in the process. So this week, I'm going to crack an ice cold Coors Light for drumroll, please are UNLV Rebels. We're talking all things college football in the back half of the show. 
And the Rebels, who call the Legion Stadium home, are opening their season uh, this upcoming Saturday night against the Bryant Bulldogs. And, man, I'm excited. I encourage all of you. I talked about it uh, I talked about it a lot last year. For all of you guys in Las Vegas, I encourage you guys, go check out a game, a uh, UNLV game at Allegiant. It's a very different experience than obviously seeing the silver and black out there doing their thing. But it, the stadium, I think, transforms in a really, really fun way. Uh, and there's such a good energy there. And UNLV, a lot of enthusiasm surrounding their program this year. Like I said, man, go check it out. It's a lot of fun. UNLV Saturday, Raiders on Sunday. What could be better than that? So on that note, we're hitting the road. We got things to do, and we have to enjoy the holiday weekend, as I encourage all of you guys to do as well. Be safe, be healthy, take care of one another, uh, and we'll see you guys next week. So for Eddie Pascal, our guest this week, Josh Jacobs, uh, everyone at Silver and Black Productions who helps our little program get from A to Z, we thank you, thank you, thank you, and we will see you guys next week. And I say this with everything I got in my being. We will see you guys next week for our first regular season edition of Upon Further Review. Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Raiders fans, you can be here for live NFL action all season long. As the official ticket marketplace of the Las Vegas Raiders and the NFL, Ticketmaster is a wide selection of tickets so you never miss a single play. Whether you're cheering on the Raiders at home or away, find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com Raiders. Feel the pulse of the city. Feel the beat of the drum. Feel the bass blow your hair. In Las Vegas, live music delivers much more than sound. It's where music comes alive. With artists like Megan Thee Stallion, Maroon 5, Carrie Underwood, Shania Twain, Babyface, Lionel Richie, and many more. Every show is a playground for your senses. See the full summer lineup at visitlasvegas.com.